G'day guys, Zach here from Give Us a Spell. Just thought I'd jump on a little bit early before the podcast and just let you know a couple of things. This podcast, we're going to be doing a little review of Derby Day and then heading into the Melbourne Cup preview. So if you're here for the preview, head to about 24 minutes or so in the podcast and that's where we give a runner for runner preview. Um, Thank you for everyone that's um, been listening and downloading and everything. The show has grown pretty big over this spring and we've had some plenty of guests on. If you want to jump in the Facebook group, a lot of the boys have been doing some pretty uh, in-depth write-ups and tips and stuff in there. Just search Give Us a Spell Podcast and I will add you in. And if anyone can, um, if you're liking the podcast, if you can rate it, Spotify or on Apple, rate it, give a review and all that sort of stuff. It does wonders and it helps the show only takes two seconds if you can do that uh but enjoy the show hopefully people followed us on the weekend there were some cracking wins there with ice bath and man's voice and a few others so fingers crossed we have a big fill up for cup day here's a potty All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Second time in a couple of days, very unusual for us. Uh, it is Mon- no, what is it? Sunday evening and we need to start talking about the second day of Flemington. So we've got a bit of Melbourne Cup day to preview. Also, the big dance, which is pretty funny that that's all over the papers at the moment, even though it's not the Cup. It's just Valandi's doing his thing. Recap, a great Derby day. Uh, some of us did really well. Chris is... Um, Chris has had a lot of seconds, a lot of hard luck stories, but it was a great day in all, like you said. I'll throw to you, Chris. What did you make of Derby Day, mate? A few hard luck stories? Yeah, mate. Look, thanks for having me back. There was a few hard luck stories for me, but I'm not going to whinge. I'm going to stay positive. It is a long carnival, the Melbourne Cup carnival. We've got four days the best, and I am confident I can turn things around. I'm not going to whinge like you would if you had some of the sick beats I had on Saturday, but I had a great day. It felt like Christmas Day in the morning. It was great. I was pumped up. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the week. Coey, were you feeling like Christmas Day yesterday as well? Mate, it was a great day, wasn't it? Like, I mean, I had a fair stinker at Roseville for the most part of the day. I think a couple, couple of, but all in all, Derby Day was unreal. Nine of the best and shit. And we got, we got some uh, good winners there. We definitely did. I think we're um, – at least three of us are up for the day, I think, so – Looking forward to Cup Day. Tommy, your uh, better account looks like it's still sitting very healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going pretty good. Still early, though. Still early in the uh, Cup week, and we um, got to get through a few more days. But, um, yeah, had a good – not as good as you and a few other people, but uh, very happy with Derby Day. We'll recap a couple of races. Obviously, we're going to have a really in-depth look at the Cup and then a couple of other races we like on Tuesday. But we'll recap a couple of the races from yesterday. Um, Tom, I'll probably go straight back to you here. I just want to mention the distance race in race two where Surefire won. Uh, you've you've been a big fan of Allegron. Really disappointing. What did you what did you make? Yeah, and they said straight away they weren't going to cut with it. Um, maybe just saw too good. Um, it looked really good first up, so maybe it's a Fresh thing as well. I thought I thought it would um, once get into a bit bigger distance, it would do pretty well. But no, very disappointing. And Shawfire is really good. Um, it's had a few runs now in Australia and some big owners, as we mentioned. And the money came for it. Um, started dollar seventy, I think. So yeah, big win from it. Uh, Chris, I'll go to you here. I will mention two things here. James McDonald. I know that we were talking about it. 
uh, yesterday throughout the day of how much of a freak he is. And he rode 10, 10 winners last Wellington Carnival and he rode a stack yesterday. I know that you liked Pavitra. So let's talk about race four. J-Mac won aboard Zen's and, uh, Zenzella. Um, Pavitra was going around pretty much the same odds at 10 bucks or so. Uh, Joshy Barr, Richard and Will, what'd you make, mate? Tough watch. Yeah, it was a tough watch. Um, I haven't completely done the times from yesterday, waiting for some sectionals to come through. Looks like Jane Mack might have got away with an okay tempo in front. I was on Pavitra, who got a perfect ride, uh, perfect steer, everything panned out perfectly and just couldn't get the job done. Looked to the winner at the 200. I had probably my biggest bet of the day there. But, yeah, mate, he's flying. He's a freak. I'm... I still want to build this rivalry up between him and Zach. Let's 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 build it up. Pretend they hate each other. Pretend like because we want to. We've got to get them together. Get them racing against each other. Make them hate each other. Let's set it because they're the two best in the world. Who's the best? I want every interview we're gonna to speak to. We like anyone speak to. You got to say if you've ridden with both, who's best? Who would you prefer? If you owned a horse, who would you have? What do you reckon? Do you reckon he's gonna match his ten? Break it? Yeah, he'll go past ten for sure. What do you have on Saturday? Three? Four. Yeah. He'll be he'll be by ten. He'll be he'll be past ten before we get to stakes day. <laughs> yeah, must be nice. Must be nice to be guesty. Coey, Coolmore. So in secret, very good. Uh, another one of J Max wins. We not we all like Buenos Noches. Flew home late. Still lost by three lengths, but still ran into the placings. Uh Jack and O, no good. What do you make of the Coolmore? In secret, just put the writing on the wall, isn't it? Like, I mean it- it's not going to go anywhere because it's essentially well, it's owned by Godolphin, so they're going to probably match it up with one of their stallions. I have no doubt about it. But my goodness, like the ride was tip top, but the horse is just amazing. I mean, it's if it, put it this way, I think if um, In Secret was owned by a different mob other than Godolphin, Broodmare sales, it'll be like a record essentially. I reckon it'll be. I think Sunlight went for what. 3 million or whatever it was, 3.2 million. I think put that away in secret, I think it would probably go for like four plus if he, wow. if she were to be, you know, under the hammer tomorrow. And I think going back with J-Mac, I think he becomes the most successful, I could be wrong, I think he come, becomes the most successful jockey in the spring now with eight group ones already. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, Guesty would be laughing. I think that... Uh, that mansion down in Melbourne will be uh, about another three stories higher now. Do you reckon she'll get to a mile? Like how how good? I, I think she will get to a mile if she wanted to. I don't know what the target for Godolphin will be. I like I, I'd love to see her at a, a Doncaster or something like that, or a, you know those are the like. I mean, there's so many autumn features that she could be low on the weights. I think yeah, it would it would be lovely, but I have no idea what Godolphin are planning. It wouldn't tarnish her record overall. Like I said, she's not going to get sold anywhere. So it's only for their sake of running her in A-grade A G1 races. So, yeah, I mean, I think she's going to have a huge autumn, upcoming autumn. How do you think she would have gone in an Everest? I reckon she would have been right up there, Tommy. I thought this, yeah. the same thing. I thought she would have been – forget Jack and I, forget Giga Kick. I think that – she would have been, what, an extra two kilos lower in the weights against those two boys. The way she ran on Saturday was far better than I've seen Jack and Old Giga Kick run thus far. Did you, say, see it, did you see her in the start, Coey, where 
Yeah. yeah. I, I heard early on the day, that's where they wanted, wanted to be, yeah. was in the middle. Yeah. And she drew perfectly for it, barrier nine. But then everyone just came in and she yeah. got sandwiched. She yeah. literally like got sandwiched, I think, twice. Yeah. And she still put lengths on them. Like oh, she didn't I, care. It just, yeah. it was amazing. Just a, like, I'd love to see her. Like, I mean, once again, Godolphin, I'm sure, will map this, like the races for her perfectly. But would I be surprised to see her overseas? Probably not, to be honest. Like, I could probably see her at like a, she's going to be a three year old for the Royal Ascot Carnival. Would it, it could be a possibility. I don't know. Um, I think she could be a definite world beater. There's plenty of good fillies and mares races as well out there. Yeah, it's exciting times because I think we're going to see, like, unlike the boys being cold, I think we will see a couple more seasons with this and I think they'll have a lot of fun. Tommy, if I move to race seven, if we should talk about the derby, uh, Manzois wins. Uh, obviously, it was pretty good for me. I'm not going to claim that I did any form for this, but mutual friend of ours really liked it and had backed it all spring and loved it and flew home. Michael D uh, salutes in another one, which is fantastic. Sharp and smart. J-Mac just missed out on another group one, which was very close. I think you liked Mr. Maestro, which came fourth. Uh, crack and win. Michael D really good. And this just screams Waller, right? So I think even when I was talking to uh, the tipster, he said that the run in the spring champion was more of a lead up. Wasn't expected to win the spring champion, more to get some runs on the board, finishing ninth or tenth. And then this was the grand final. But crack and win for another one for Michael D. Eh? Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. It was um I it looked like Sharp and Smart and it looked like McDonald had um just timed it perfectly and then man's always on the outside flying home and uh you say it wasn't just that tips here. There was there were a lot of people that um were liking this horse even before the spring champion and as you said just just a nice little read up uh lead up run. Uh, getting getting a bit further and uh, even hearing a couple of people talk about it today, uh, they're saying it's a potential cup source as well. I don't think the further, the better with this horse. So um, really interesting to see where it can get to. Uh, it, it was a cracking and uh, des- deserves it all. It um, let the speed take shape. And I still thought Sharp and Smart was really strong. I thought that was a great run. But yeah, all credit the winner. Even the Aberfeldy boy at hundreds, which came third, only lost by less than two lengths, which were one and a half lengths or whatever it was, was really good. Uh, Chris, what did you make of the derby, mate? Who were you on? Epic race. It was, like, really exciting. I Sharp and Smart was a huge run, did which I wasn't expecting. So, yeah, I have to eat my own words because I was shit-canning it leading in. I was on Ruamasa and Mr. Maestro, who finished uh, third and four, uh, fourth and fifth. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I think I man's always getting the trip was, was my query. Did it easy, obviously. I think there's going to be some that will really go go on with it from that race. Like, I think Pericles, Pericles, however you say, it, is um, it's going to be is going to be one for the future. Maybe the ATC Derby, uh, and and maybe cups next year. But yeah, no, it was epic. It was really exciting. Just didn't get a collect. That's right. Uh, Coey, the Empire Rose. I know that Tommy, you tipped Ice Bath, but I'd like to cast Coey's thoughts on this race. Uh, pretty awesome for her to finally get a group one. Yes, she's had some good wins in her past, but she's um, there's probably not a more well-deserving horse or trying to getting a group one for this, eh? Well, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, 
it was Brad Widdop's first group one and he wasn't actually down there. So um, apparently, according to the people on the ground, he was feeling a little bit crook. So he didn't board the flight to get down to Melbourne to watch her. And I'd say he won't be going down to any other further group ones because he's probably put the mock on himself. So he'll probably let his travelling form and deal with the rest and everything else. But yeah, I mean, she's got to be one of the the biggest bridesmaids going around before Saturday. Um, the amount of seconds and thirds. and She'd already had four million bucks in the account and uh, she's now eclipsed over five million. So well-deserved. Now she can happily be probably... A broodmare, I don't know how soon, but regardless, the connection would be very pleased. Put it that way, I reckon. Bridesmaid no more, Tommy. No, mate. Uh, yeah, Brad was actually interviewed in Sydney earlier on in the day, and we thought it was a bit weird that he was there, but he kept saying how incredible uh, she'd been going all prep. And the the one thing that stuck into my mind was her last one was the invitation last year, and then after that in the Cantala behind Superstorm, she ran one of the one of the best races you see without winning and absolutely flying home to second. And I thought that's all I thought was just getting to Flemington, nice big wide track, Willow aboard that she'd really suit. And I, I thought there was uh, that race was there to win too. So it wasn't the strongest, but I, I, I definitely thought she was, she was the best horse and she proved it. And then Willow fell off across the line and uh, poor Brit had to interview him on horseback Um with a mic down around uh, the horse, uh, which was pretty funny. But, uh, no, I think he was just so excited he got the win, and I'm sure Brad was excited as well. Kraken, Kraken win. Uh, last of the day was Aspura. We talked about it the other day. Uh, it's a Kraken horse, got a lot of speed. Uh, Chris, what did you make of Aspura? Uh, Zapateo, we mentioned just before we started recording that that was just stuck in some heavy track it, uh, traffic, absolutely flew home. William Buick aboard this time. Blue home. Um, what'd you make of this one, mate? At the end, yeah. Tommy was spot on during the week last week, wasn't he? About the international jocks, a few of them looked like they were falling off over the weekend, honestly. And obviously, obviously, some of the riding here is very different to what they're used to, but we've got a like it's a very strong promotion of our jockeys we we are very deep in the jockey ranks and yeah i thought zapatero's run was good got too far back as it does but asfora is an absolute speed demon mm. really looking forward to seeing where they go with it good to see johnny allen um win a nice race as well i feel like he's just getting back into some nice form riding some winners at this time last year was was riding winners left right and center so yeah, no, the rating's going to be up there for the mayor, but she'll, she'll there's, as Coey said earlier, that there's some good races around for the mayor. So I think we'll see her again, maybe not this spring, but yeah, look out for her in the autumn as well. And how about Coey just mentioning broodmares and um, and breeding all night long? How good? You find us one to buy with you, Coey? Mate, I don't have the uh, the cash or the collateral to even compete with these guys. I mean, that's a proper checkbook job like you. <laughs> Unless they're taking uh, coupon vouchers for the VVs at the pub. I mean, uh, I shan't be buying a broodmare anytime soon. <laughs> it's too good. Um, all right, that was Melbourne. couple ones from Sydney. Waterford was very good. Uh, we only skipped over that the other day. That was really good. Win by Tommy. I liked Pale King. That was a good win. Mars Mission. I'm just going to mention Zach Lloyd and the ride he wrote on that. That was a ballsy ride. He was caught up, pushed his way through, and absolutely flew home. Zach Lloyd's killing it, isn't he, Tommy? Yeah. yeah well, he's got some um, 
there comes some good stock in Jeffrey Lloyd and uh, uh, Darren Beedman's training him at the moment out at Godolphin. So he's got some some wise heads around him and he rode one of ours. I think it was his first time at Ramwick. He rode Rita May and well, I got to chat to him and he he seems like a really smart young kid as well. I heard Corey Brown talk about him and he's just, he's always asking questions, a very knowledgeable sort of person. And it seems like him and Dylan Gibbons are the new way of a jockey that actually just live and breathe racing. You, you talk, you hear about footballers all the time, just the good ones are just sitting there studying, analysing and all that. And these young guys, um, not even 20 or just around 20, just love racing and live and breathe it. And you can tell he just such a good judge of tempo and when to make his run. I thought he, yeah, that win was great. And the one on Christian Buchanan's Oakfield as well was outstanding. He just, he read it perfectly. He might be another one. Kohai and I interviewed Dylan Gibbons a few weeks back and he reminds me a little bit of him. So he might be... um. He might be a guest on Shooting the Shit. Nature Strip Stakes. Uh, if you notice on our Instagram pages and stuff, we put out a few optimistic quotes. Uh, Chris's one was that Marzu is absolute vomit, cannot win, cannot win. Uh, synthetic hoof filler first time. Kohai's was bagging out light infantry. Kurt, Tommy was um, bagging Frankie. And obviously, I was declaring Tijuana, so we'll ignore that. Private Eye. Um, a lot of people bag, bag this horse, too. Obviously, Lost and Running was the short favourite. Cost me a stack. Eduardo was disappointing, Coey. I think that you and I both liked it. Private Eye won. Marzu second. Good old special K up there. Even we own a smart, smart one for David Van Dyke was very good. But fucking hell. Private Eye. Did any of you find it? Coey, go to you. Oh, Chris. Why did... Nash not go forward on, not, not push the button and go all the way to the front on Eduardo. What was he getting cute? Sitting out, sitting well, he tried, outside. didn't he? I think he tried. Well, he, he kind of half tried and then we own a smart one kind of pushed forward, but then, and he took a sit and then ended up running kind of slow. I reckon we all know he's best road striding out, not bloody getting cute and cuddling. And in terms of Mazu, I happily, I mean, look, I, I was... I was right. Wrong in my thinking, but I get the tick, which doesn't happen very often and, and, and doesn't make me any money. But I was saying to Tommy off air that, like, I can finally kind of buy into Marzu now. I think all its hype and all the wins and everything that it's done so far, the, it has set up favourably for it, you know, with the track suited or, or the positions and, and, and map, the way it's mapped and tempos have all suited. It's finally faced adversity in a race where it kind of didn't really suit and run out of its skin. So now I'm a believer and I'll, and I'll come around to, to Mazu. So Tom, before we hit record, you said something like you had a text message pre-written to, for Chris about 200 metres from the finish. Mate, I was watching Mazu the whole way and I thought, oh, <laughs> Clipperton's just written it perfectly. He was going to, uh, uh, Tommy's run well. He's, he's done super Mazu and, then uh, Private A, coming from the clouds, I had to delete the text message I had ready to go. But um, <laughs> honestly, I, I really liked Private Eye as well. But I just, I I didn't think there'd be as good a tempo as there was in the Everest to set it up for like Private Eye went in the um, in the Everest, but didn't need it. He's just, he's talented. He, he can do it over 12. He can do it over 13. He's running a mile next Saturday. Uh, he's won a group, a big group one Epsom at the mile. And he he's a star private. I, I, I thought that was amazing. Bretton did so well on him. He should have won a Stradbroke. 
full full credit. I just I, it was a really good win, and I hope he wins again on Saturday. Um, yeah, I I thought it was huge, and uh, I think this horse might be a superstar. Crack and win, Coey. Uh, gave to your thoughts, lost and running, Eduardo, Mask Crusader. Mask Crusader, I thought was like I definitely didn't have him in my top four. I just I've been disappointed by him. I thought the map could suit, but I don't know what to do with that horse. So, you know, like it's private eye. Let's start with private eye. Private eye was enormous. I thought the barrier was the hardest part and I thought he was going to be just way too far back and definitely thought if he was to draw lower, he was definitely going to be a chance, but where he was car park, everything else. I thought the genuine tempo was going to be, we own a smart one and Eduardo, Eduardo heading the field and Chris has already touched on it. I thought, why is he sitting outside? He should just go straight for it. But saying that, uh, Private Eye was enormous. Marzu, huge. Um, and to already think that he's already locked in for next year's Everest already, um, mm. that, that's, that's enormous. You have to think that the connections are done well there. Is just going to go stronger. Like, I mean, I guess now that it's got a locked in plan in place, it'll probably run, what, three races in the autumn uh, grand final being the TJ, I'm guessing. And then next next preparation in the spring would be, yeah, I guess the grand final would be the Everest, so to speak. Or maybe even it might run in the winner's stake again. I don't know. But saying that, it's it's good being in an ownership or a training partnership and knowing what your grand final is already going to be. So I'd be excited to see Mazu this time next year for sure. Um yeah, I can't really say too much about Mask Crusader, though. The, the things let me down too many times. Yeah, and good old Eduardo. We needed him for a place for a solid multi, too. Fuck. Um, Golden Eagle time. A uh, few things to break out here. Chris, I'll start with you as well. I wish I win. Wins. Peter Moody, crack and win. Um, very good. Fangirl, both of us were on it. Um, I was on it 19s. Just missed. Didn't go each way. Uh Coey obviously laid light infantry. That was the talk of the week. Jamie Spencer aboard and surprise, surprise, Mr. Frankie Dottori comes 17th on Wellwall, which was also getting a lot of chat throughout the week. But another second for you, mate. Yeah, mate. Sums up the day. But it was a huge win. I wish I win. And a horse that like had obviously earmarked this race a long way out and was kind of one of the early ones that we wanted to, that we were talking about anyways for this, race and then the field just got so deep and so deep it's like we almost forgot about it but huge win um it was an awesome race i think it's the it's obviously the concepts really worked it's interesting i spoke to some mates who were at flemington saturday and mentioned that they didn't even put the volume up for the race at flemington which i found interesting but yeah now look i was on fangirl summed up my day and light infantry was really 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 huge late yeah. Uh, Jamie Spencer looked like he was going to fall off, but once he got in the clear, hit the line really well. But yeah, good race. Really enjoyed it. It's it was epic and it's it was deep and uh, excited to see where all these horses end up now. Tommy, you backed. I wish I win early. I'm pretty sure you said you got about half the price, or probably six bucks, or whatever it was. Uh, crack and win. The difference between first and second two: five point two five million and two million. So nearly three and a quarter million first and second for a head bob must do Huey Bowman's head in. Yeah, big time, especially from where he came from as well and how much ground he made up. It was 
It's a fantastic ride. I ended up backing him again, uh, backing her again. I wish I win because I uh, was I would have been filthy if uh, I got the under. So I was pretty happy. I doubled down, and yeah, I, we a few of us were talking. And when Jamie Carr said she was going to come to Sydney to ride uh, on Golden Eagle Day, a lot of people assumed he'd ride. Uh, she'd ride this horse because uh, it was the better of the two, Peter Moody horses. But Peter. Still trusts in Luke Nolan. A lot of people bag Luke over his time, but Peter, very loyal to him, and uh, he thought this was his best chance and put Luke on, and he got the win, and he, he mentioned he was going to drink his weight in 4X after it as well, big Pete, um, but it was, he's, he's a great advertisement for racing because the way he spoke after it was so respectful. He could very well and truly be dirty on the game, uh, dirty on racing and everything after... Um, what he's been through the last couple of years, but very respectful. And he looked like he was enjoying his day out at Rose Hill. And yeah, it was, it was a huge win from the horse. I thought, um, got rolled last start, but, uh, plenty of people knocking it after that. And I think it even got out to $14. It was a ridiculous price and started at 50. So yeah, it was a really good win. Um, Gypsy Goddess was huge as well. And hope in your heart, they go to a gong for Kerry Parker. I'm a big fan of this horse. Um, I can see it winning a gong or maybe something else uh, pretty big because I, I thought it's just – it had win after win and then in a big step it up to a race like this, it ran home really strong. So uh, interesting to see where it goes uh, in the future. Hope in your heart. All right. I wish I win. And then in the last, Cotelli won. Jamie Carr led all the way. So that was a pretty decent win too. But time to talk about Melbourne Cup. Um it's bloody hard. Like, I'm still very sad that I've missed out on Loft, but we're going to go runner for runner. Um, all three of you don't have to talk about it if someone's already covered what you want to talk about that sweep, but I'll sort of pick and choose who I throw to first. But we'll go number order uh, for the cup. And Gold Trip is the first number one. Uh, Marin Eustace ran a really good second in the Caulfield Cup before, yeah, before Cox played as well last start. I don't know. He was only sort of just grabbed pretty late gold trip um, in the Caulfield Cup. Chris, I'll go to you for gold trip. What do you think? Can he win? Can't he win? He's currently 14, 15 bucks. I'm not going to say no, he flat out can't win, but he's just not one of mine. He's kind of been like a trendy tip the last three starts. But for me, he's just got a negative racing pattern. His blinkers off now, so you think they're definitely going back. Had the dream run in the Caulfield Cup. And, yeah, looked the winner, but couldn't get the win. So, And there's nothing to say that he'll get the two miles, especially with Zara on, who my biggest knock-on kind of muddles his tempos and kind of goes, stops, stops, goes. And, yeah, so no for me. No for you. Anyone want to add anything for Gold Trip? There's only one one race, and that troubles me. I think it's up in weight, oh, 57 and a half. I think that's pretty high. I, yeah. I'm not going to say it can't win, but it's just, I don't know. I think it's got a lot of a lot going against it come um, Tuesday. So uh, it's a no from me as well. And I, I think the last-minute decision to uh, run it in the Cox Plate as well, I reckon that might have been uh, just to get a bit more fit to run this this trip out as well. So definitely big weight and un, untried at the trip. It's got to be a bit of a query, but, um, yeah, who knows. All right, Dewis is the second one, the Ed Cummings, Hugh Bowman. Look, it was really good when it won the Australian Cup. 
and it was really well supported pre like leading into the spring to win these um these big races but i think she's i think it's had four runs and yet to run a place uh coey Dewis, ed cummings you're giving it a chance it's been pretty underwhelming to be honest I'm going to give it half a chance here. I think, well, forget the George Main personally. I think it was a little bit too sharp over the mile. It still finished sixth and, you know, up against the likes of Animo. I mean, I think Animo is an absolute superstar over that mile to 2,000 metre range. So, I mean, forget that. Uh, in the Turnbull, I think it was pretty good. Uh, I think it had a little bit of a checkered passage. I think it... Got got a nice spot in run, but saying that smoking Romans and Maximal on the good three, um, yeah, they they were strong. And then last start in the Caulfield Cup, I think I think it was really really good. I think you know it was well back in the field, almost dead last coming into the turn. I think, and yeah, I I think this being always the mapped out grand final, uh, and him having the surname Cummings has me. Uh, Thinking he's in for a place chance. I don't think he will win 55 and a half. Bowman's on, which is nice, but uh, I'd keep him safe, to be absolutely honest. Barrier 10's nice and everything else. I think it, everything maps to be, uh, I mean, uh, albeit if there's more rain at Flemington, that's going to be a bit of an issue. It doesn't run on heavy, bottomless ground. I mean, you'd probably want it soft six for it to fig, uh, for her to figure, but. Yeah, I'm happy to give it a little bit of a push. It's funny when, as soon as you mentioned smoke and Romans, you just see this cigarette smoke just going straight through the camera. Covering the He's just sucking back a burner. Um, boys, anything to add for Dewis? Uh, I think Bowman on is a is a really interesting thing. Uh, Josh Parr's been coming out of Melbourne to ride it and just not getting the aggressive uh, ride like Bowman can do, especially in a big 24 horse sustain event. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be a big chance, and but I think it was last prep as well. It just looked like it was plodding along, and then I think it was third up at Newcastle. Really, just put him to bed. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not ruling Dias out at all. All right. Uh, yeah, those wins in the autumn were all on fast tempos, and you think just with sheer field size here that he might get that in. Chris, I'm going to go to you straight back. She, for, for, sorry. Yeah, I see. Uh, race number, horse number three is Knight's Order. Timmy Clark's riding for the bots. Uh, it's 19 bucks. It, look, it gets out really, it gets out front and it's pretty strong when challenged, I think. It sort of, it doesn't hold, it doesn't give away much. It still ran third or it ran a really good third in the Caulfield Cup from memory. I think it came third, maybe fourth. Won the Sydney Cup and stuff. Has it got a chance? Timmy Clark, if they're going to get up in the lead, we've seen a Melbourne Cup in the past where the leader has gone on and won. I know it's unusual, but can handle the heavy going too. Yeah, proven that he can run the trip. Uh, I think the wet ground that is obviously around in Melbourne that hasn't stopped raining, uh, well, it briefly stopped today and then the rain came back, is is a plus. And I reckon he's probably one of the better chances of the locals anyways. Tommy? No, I agree. I definitely agree. And um, yeah, you, you speak about leaders not often winning, but that's the the one other thing is uh, you know it's not going to get hampered a run as well, so it's it's actually going to look like a winner. It's going to get every chance. That wide gate doesn't hurt it too much because you think it just goes straight to the front. It's got plenty of time to get there as well up the uh, Flemington Straight. So I, I think it's definitely top half of the field, even um, 
getting close to those posts, chancing, um, especially Timmy Clark on a front runner in a big race. And and Gay looked on at a press conference today. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's in with a chance. We might go to Montefilia and I'll go to Coe. Um, it's been well supported, to be honest. I think it's $11 now. This is the uh, David Payne, Jay Collett is aboard. I think her run was pretty good in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, she could have probably tested Durston if – I think there was a bit of a flat spot where – I think she was looming into it and then sort of held back and then sort of kicked back again. Look, she's probably not one of mine, but $11 screams yes. What do you reckon? Yeah, like I I genuinely think that she has had a pretty faultless prep, to be absolutely honest. Like fourth in the George Main, Hill Stakes on a bottomless – oh, I mean, it wasn't actually bottomless. It was a heavy eight, but it was a really weirdly run Hill Stakes. Uh and then in the Caulfield Cup, yeah, more or less, uh, it, it got the better of the runs over, I mean, if you were to compare Knight's Order and Montefilia, uh, not Knight's Order, sorry, um, what was the other one I was talking about earlier? Horse number two. So, Deus, Jewess, uh, if you were to compare the two side by side, I think they, Montefilia had a better run in transit, peeling out and, you know, shooting for home. Yeah, you're right. It had a, definitely a little bit of a, ha- oh, I don't know, was it a flat spot or it almost, I don't know. Just I lost momentum. Re- lost yeah, momentum just, around the 600, I think. Yeah, and it just didn't look like it was picking up. And then the last, I'd love to see the figures, actually. I'll probably need to go revisit the figures in the last kind of two furlongs. But it closed off really well. And at the end of the day, it was only a length off the winner. Uh, in Durston and another horse that's been mapping this race to be the grand final um, Jay Collett sticks through and through, Barry 11's good uh, I guess if there is a slight caveat so to speak it'd be the 3200 but I think the connections have been looking out for this race for the whole year so I have to assume that it's going to be rock hard fit, ready to rock and roll and it's one that can run on the heavy, so I I don't really have any qualms. I think the the quote is pretty justified for mine. Is she one of yours, Chris? Um, yeah, she really is. I was actually on her in the Hill Stakes, and I killed myself. Like I kicked myself just watching the race because look, Cascading just went straight past her, but she was really like dour and almost one pace. But then that kind of screams, and and in the Corfu Cup, same thing. But then through the line, like kept going at that same pace. So I think the, the query is naturally, oh, are you going to, the first query in, in the Melbourne Cup is, are you going to get the trip? And I think she will. So, yeah, I think she's a sneaky chance. Tommy, anything to add? Uh, yeah, just the, the run that I keep thinking, going back to is her, uh, I think it, she was third up against Very Elegant in the Rand, but absolutely brained her um, with Collard aboard as well and just, just knew how to ride her perfectly. And, I, I just kept going back to that. Call it judging the right run on these David Payne horses is really great. And she hasn't been um, spectacular, but she's still been in and around. And David Payne, the staying trips, can just get them to peak on their day. And, yeah, she's a big chance. Numerian is the ruffy, or not the ruffy, but one of the first ruffy we'll talk about. 71 bucks now. Tommy rides for Annabelle. Um, it only ran a length behind... Durston in the Caulfield Cup, but I think the main query is can he take on the extra 800 metres, Coey? I think probably not, is how no. I say it. Like, if, if, I, no. if I were to compare, not because I think in the run it'll be 
oh, it'll be up on tempo, on speed. It'll probably be with Knight's Order as a comparison. And Knight's Order has been proven on the 3,200, uh, winning a Sydney Cup. I genuinely think this horse, like the 2,400 is literally the ceiling for this horse. Um, I think I, I think it had an, a really nice run in the Caulfield Cup. It sat kind of side by side with Knight's Order or there, whoever was leading anyway. So it was running right up the front and then, and it wasn't a really quickly run race. I think it had every chance to kick on at the home turn and then show its worth. But it, I mean, it came fifth. So I can't take that away from it. Um, but I think 3,200 for mine is going to be too far. Fifth in the Caulfield Cup, Chris, if it was the Melbourne Cup, uh, would he have finished a long way back? Yeah, I think Coe hit the nail on the head there. Look, did sit outside the lead in the Caulfield Cup, but they went slow, and I just don't think it gets the trip. So no for me. No for you, um, No, I, I actually, I don't, I think it's a bit over at the price, to be honest. I, I know how much Tommy Berry wraps this horse as well, even deciding to ride it over his um, Mwanga one day because he really believes in this horse and especially when he got on for the Q22 um, when it beat Zaki uh, earlier this year. I, th- I thought he had a massive rap on it. I, th- I, I just don't think he's he's got a chance to go up in that grade since he was back in England and he was running behind Sir Dragon a, and a few other decent horses, including Broom, at that trip. So, yeah, he might get a stitch running that far, but if if um if he can relax, I I still think he's a chance. There's been a outside bit, chance. <laughs> There's been a fair bit of chat about without a fight when the international runner is William Buick is aboard. This horse has had 17 starts and seven wins. Has only fell out of the placings three times, but um hasn't really done anything on a heavy ground and it's drawn barrier 18, so might find it a bit tough to find a position. Um, Chris, let's go to you. Without a fight, um, it's eleven dollars. Like, obviously, there's some support, but well, nah, he gets the distance. He's got a good riding pat- racing pattern. He's good in the wet. The only knock is he's travelled before and wasn't successful. He went to the UAE and and came up in one of those races that's worth ten billion dollars. He can definitely win, and I reckon is probably the. I, I haven't completely settled on numbers, but I reckon I might have on top at this stage. He hasn't really. Um raced on a wet track though like a proper wet track has he from what i was reading i might be completely wrong but what i think what i read was he hasn't really won he his best efforts are on top of the ground and look who knows what flemington is going to be like uh come saturday but who knows um Coey, thoughts without a fight no i think once again uh what rise has got you kind of take with a grain of salt to be absolutely honest i think the Half the good runs that it's had has probably been on the the better side of soft, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it probably loves somewhere in between a soft five to a soft seven, maybe a heavy eight, albeit. Yeah, uh, once again, track conditions do vary quite significantly. Even, you know, you go over right over the ditch in New Zealand, their grading system's a little bit different to ours uh, when it comes to penetrometer and everything else. So... I wouldn't read too heavily into that heavy zero duck egg kind of stat. I think if it does, if the track happens to be a heavy eight on cup day, I wouldn't be disparaged. I think barrier 18 has me a little bit worried. I think the, the fact that it can run the trip is a big tick and you get someone like William Buick running for the local connections. That's a big tick as well. So I wouldn't be 
yeah, I, I would, I could definitely entertain a little bit. Tommy, without a fight in your numbers? Not, not at this point. Um, I think it's just a bit unders, and there's a lot of unknown with it. But I do like the jockey and um, has put a few wins together, but I think they're a bit weak in grade. So I couldn't back at eleven dollars now. Kamora is race number seven. This is a horse I sort of know a little bit about. We went and did a story on Lindsay Park and spoke to Ben and J.D. Hayes. It's $51. It's drifted a little bit. Its last start was the Irish Ledger, where it was no good. I think it lost by about 100 lengths. But it did win a race. can't remember what it was with the, with the Melbourne, same race the Melbourne Cup winners won, Twilight Payment and Rekindling. So, look, I don't know. Ben Mellum's aboard. Hasn't won in the heavy, still okay in the soft. But look, it could be a good roughie. I don't know. Coey, anything on Kimura? I think the price is well, – I mean, I, I could probably say the price is on the overs side of things, I think. I mean, in that scent ledger, yeah, it's one of those kind of time-honoured races in the UK, or the Irish scent ledger, so to speak, anyway. Um, and Kiprios – the winner in that race is probably hands down the best, like, I mean, number one stayer in the world. So mm. yes, it lost by 20 lengths, but saying that I would happily put a pen through that run, uh, going back to the Curra cup, which was two starts back. Curra cup, that's it. Um, 2,800. So I, I see no qualms about it running the trip. I definitely don't. And the, it's got, it's got, once again, it, it being an international, it's got some runs on the board, having a bit of heavy, heavy track form. So I wouldn't be totally against it, but I think the market's, you know, right to be kind of against it. I just don't think that the 81's probably justified. I mean, I can probably see it running okay, probably better than midfield. Uh, sorry, um, better than 12th, so to speak, but don't have it in my numbers. 51. Give it some, give it some price, mate. Um, Tommy, any in Kimura, 51 of the best, giving it a chance. Um, no, I think the boys pretty much covered it pretty well. I, um, just that six, yeah, get a six-year-old European. You just think it's um, it's come through the right races, and uh, I do like Coey's Kiprios fact as well, running behind some good quality horses and competing against the world's best. But um, yeah, it's sort of left a bit wanting there. So look, not not without a chance, but I think there's other better. Uh, red line for you, Chris. No, not a red line. You know he's going to get the distance. So that's the first thing I'm looking for in the Melbourne Cup. But I just, I think he's going to get lost. His, his best form is in these small European fields. And this is obviously 24 runners. And where is he going to get to? Uh, yeah, not, not for me. All right. Well, I'm going to have a couple of bucks on... When I spoke to them, they were really confident Loft and Kamora. They're obviously going to be pretty sad about Loft. But anyway, worth a couple of bucks. We go to race or horse number eight in its Doville legend. It is the fave. It's coming to 350 now that Loft is out. So pretty short favorite, but it gets Karen McAvoy aboard. And we all know that Karen knows how to win a Melbourne Cup. Uh, $3.50. It's pretty short for a cup. And we know the history of favorites in the cup. Um, he's got a pretty similar profile to... Cross counter, can't remember what year it was, maybe 2018. Um, but minus, I think he's carrying a bit more, so I'm not sure there. Um, and it obviously, and it also ran amok over um, El Bodegon, which actually ran pretty well the other week. Uh, Chris, Doville legend, favorite for the Melbourne Cup. Is he gonna win? <laughs> 
I don't know if he's going to win. He has the strongest form of all these horses on paper. The thing for me is most horses can't travel. It's a hard thing to do, especially these European stays. They come here. We, they're high profile and we talk about them all the time. But the, percent, the percentages say most of them can't actually repeat that European form here. And I'm not willing to take a short price to find out. Tommy, he has never run beyond 2,600 and he's never seen a soft track. Is that a query? Uh, big time, especially you on 350. You've, you've mentioned the record of um, the favourites in the Cups, but if you're, you're looking for what wins a Cup, you look at the four-year-old um, Europeans that have come through the right races, done the right things, get in the right way, and that's why he ticks a lot of boxes and people have just been following that form and been very successful in Melbourne Cups. So, look, you got, you got to credit it, but... Uh, as Chris has pointed out, yeah, you've got um, a few things that you're worried about, and as you've said, like it hasn't hasn't ticked that box in the stain um, or the wet track. So, and you're taking three fifty for a Melbourne Cup and and some really good form around some of these horses. Yeah, personally, I don't think I don't think I can take the three fifty. Coey, uh, we've pretty much gone into detail on Doville, but gets jo- jockey Karen McAvoy aboard. He's won the race three times. You can't take that away from him. I mean, he's won it three times, like you mentioned. But, yeah, I mean, the boys have pretty much highlighted it. It's, it doesn't have heavy track form. It doesn't have so, – I mean, it's got the right form lines to progress into something like the Melbourne Cup. It's been brought over here for a reason. It meets – it ticks a lot of boxes, put it that way. But, yeah, no heavy track form, no Australian runs on the board. It has good stats against El Bodegon, and we'll talk about who you mail in short time. Uh beat it two starts back at Goodwood. Goodwood, So, I mean, I can, you know, entertain a little bit, but 350 is definitely unders. Yeah, so congratulations to everyone that's got 100 to 1 uh, for Doyle. So, it's a good sweat you will have. Stockman, number nine, is $31. Joe Pride, Sammy Clipperton. Uh, this horse loves the wet. So, if there's a bit of rain going around Flemington, it'll be good. And it was a strong win in the St. Ledger. I think it was two starts. Go around on the weekend. Who knows? It's probably just ticking the, ticking the legs over. Chris, Stockman, giving it a chance? No, nah, no for me. You said loves the wet, but outclassed. Uh, Knight's Order loves the wet. And how Stockman beat Knight's Order. So, no, nah, no for me. Tommy, no for you? No, I love this horse. I've been on it. I've backed it basically every um. Look, I, I put a caveat. I'm a big fan of the horse, and I'll, I'll always be backed him. I backed him early when I saw the the forecast, but um, it, it could be some biasy just because I like following this horse. But um, yeah, I, th- I think with the Joe Pride's first runner in a Melbourne Cup, he's done all the right things. He's looked. He's even looked outside the box, having a run in Sydney, keeping it at the home, and. And then going to take him down to Melbourne, I think tonight, and um, try to win a Melbourne Cup. And yeah, I, I, things are going right for him I, uh, with the weather, that's for sure. And I think I think the run helps him big time off the short back up. He he can stay all day and be in with a fight, but um, he he might be outclassed here. But I backed him weeks ago, and I'd love to see him win. This is why racing and doing form is so good because we have access to every single replay that everyone else is seeing, all the same form, all the same sectionals, all the same stuff, and we can come up with four different numbers each. Um, that's why doing form is really good. Coey, uh, Stockman, red line for you? 
I can see merit, like Tommy said, and I can definitely see where Chris is coming from. But at the same time, I, it's a no from me. I think that it's just going to be our class here in 20... I mean, like, I love the short back backup because that's just what I live off as well. I think just a couple of days and then into the big big race in itself. But, yeah, I, it's just going to be too hard. I mean, I, I, unless it turns bottomless, which it could, um, I won't be keeping this in the numbers. Val and Declare, number 10, uh, $23 gets Blake Shinnabore. Danny O'Brien has won the race, won it back in 2019. However, hasn't won a race since then. Um, but was pretty good in the Caulfield Cup. Um, I think it was only two lengths or so off Durston. So I think that's a bit of a query, not having won a race since the Melbourne Cup. But uh, Chris, Val and Declare gets one of the most informed jocks aboard. Yeah, a sneaky little – did a good job hiding in the Caulfield Cup, and there was plenty of merit in the run. We obviously know he gets the distance. Uh, he can settle wherever he chooses, maps really perfectly. I reckon he's, I reckon he's a main player. I reckon he can, can win his next race. Doesn't want a heavy track, I assume, Tommy. He's done absolutely nothing since he won the Melbourne Cup. What was it? Three, four years ago. Nineteen, yeah. And he's just—he's just showing that little bit of form now, going into the big race. And just said Shin aboard. Um, yeah, he won't want it too wet, but um, yeah, he's—he's got to be a big chance, um, a sneaky chance. I mean, and uh, a bit of form. Some good judges. I heard Dean Lester just saying. All he needed to do was finish top six in that Caulfield Cup to get him into the race. And that's all he did. That's all he was asked to do from Chin. So, yeah, sneaky chance. No chance, Coey, in your books? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's any chance, to be absolutely honest. Oh, sorry, I take that back. I was looking at the next horse. Beyond Declare, I genuinely think is a chance. Um, it's real sneaky disguised right in that Caulfield Cup. I think it was just – it did enough and I saw enough. And I, I think the market hasn't missed. I genuinely think that it's it's one that could... I mean, we haven't seen it do anything since that Melbourne Cup win a couple of years back. And you look at now, it's it's back to winning form, I think. And this is the right kind of landscape. Like third in a 2,500-metre race, then fifth in the Bart Cummings, then sixth in the Caulfield Cup. I just think that this horse is going to be... Red and ready on the day, and Blake Shin. I mean, if he can do anything like he did on Viewed way back when, I can see him figuring for sure. All right, Young Werther. Uh, this is not one of mine. Uh, Damien Lane and Danny O'Brien draws barrier 21, it's 34 bucks. The horse has only won once. Um, I'm just gonna put a line through it and not say anymore, Chris. Yeah, look, he is one of mine. But there's got to be serious query on the distance and you'd be taking on trust and I'm not taking it. So there you go. Anyone to add on Young Werther or we go into Who Your Mal? Move on. Damien Lane's a good jockey, but he... Every run this every run this prep has had some sneaky merit. All right. You're a sicko, Chris. Who Your Mal? Uh, Craig Williams is bored for Gay and Adrian. This horse was only just behind Doville Legends um, in one of the races but was pretty ordinary in the St. Ledger. So, look, I'm not sure, but it is semi in the odds. It's 21 bucks in the 16 today. Yeah, look, I don't know a hell of a lot. Chris, who you mal? Yeah, we'll get the distance. Um, just going to see how he's travelled. He's in the right stable. Um, I think you've got to include for sure. Coey? I don't mind it. I think it's probably one that I could back at odds. Uh, I think... 
Willow, his flying, Waterhouse Bot, they're flying. Barry's a little bit of a query, and I don't know where it's going to plan to settle, um, especially in the new training partnership, so to speak. But its form is actually not bad. Like Epsom Derby, like I mentioned, uh, came second in it, albeit 151s at the time. So no one saw it was going to figure in that. And that's when Gay put the uh, the bidding paddle up and bought it at a staggering $2 million or something like that. It's formed since. I mean, yeah, last start, uh, Elder Eldorav is not a bad horse. It's a pretty good horse over there in the UK. So it's hard to match up. It definitely can travel the distance. I have queries, but at the same time, it's probably one of the better internationals for mine as well. Tommy, any dad? Yeah, I be, uh, just, yeah, it ticks, ticks all those boxes. The four-year-old European, big money uh, from Go Bloodstock with... Um, some big owners, some really big owners in this horse. And, um, yeah, uh, what, nine starts, two wins, three seconds, three thirds. It's always in and around the money at the um, and, and can stay the trip. I think it I think it does tick a lot of boxes. I reckon it will be uh, right in there with a chance. All right, mentioning Serpentine, Barrier 23, Johnny Allen, $81. We may not have to spend too much time on this horse. Hasn't done anything in the last couple of runs. Yes, came out and ran second to Shorefire on the weekend, but yeah, no, nah. no, nah. Chris. I was on it on Saturday. Another one that just, just <laughs> literally sickening. Like I had, the, I had the, one of the sickest days you've ever seen. Um, yeah, no, nah, not for me. I've seen crazy things, um, but you got to respect the colours and the stable. Yeah. But uh, I can't. There's there's others I'd want to have ahead of it. On Boys, nothing on Serpentine? No. No, no. <laughs> I, could, I could probably say that, it, that there's, if there's anything, it, uh, before it was brought over here, it did run well. Uh, I can't remember which kind of it's race it was, races. but it, it's, it was in some great little races before it was brought over here. It's taken a little bit of time to adjust. I get that. And that second on Saturday, I wouldn't steer away johnny allen sticks barrier 23 sticky but stranger things have happened before and i'm kind of with chris in this kind of camp not too knowledgeable on i think it's dakine sweet junior not how should i say it uh more is aboard look uh he won the adelaide cup congratulations so we know that he can um handle a bit decent trip and was okay in the sydney cup uh However, Knights Order absolutely pounded him by about five lengths in the Sydney Cup. I don't know. It's probably not getting any of mine. It's had a couple of bucks for it today. It's into $34. But, Chris, anything? Nah, look, I might run to the bathroom because I don't think Dak and Sweet Junior or Grand Promenade can win. So just leave me out of these next two. Uh, boys, anything for those? Tommy, anything? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, one or like half of the distance. Um Soft and heavy char form is very, um, yeah, very grim. So I'm going to say no. All right. I'm going to say no too. Grand Promenade, I'm going to mention something. You can chime in. Otherwise, I'll move on. It's $81. It's done nothing since last year's Cup and was absolutely pounded at Mooney Valley Cup last start um, when it was given an all right ride. So Grand Promenade, three, two, one, moving on. A wrapper. 
could be better. I, I think we should prolong this slightly for Chris to return from the bathroom. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but saying, saying that, I think last year's run to the cup was really nice. I think it was one of those horses kind of mapped out like per sand last year where it was winning a lot of these staying contests. Uh, this, this year, uh, after a long break, should I say, I don't know if it got injured, but it had a seven, seven or eight month lay in the paddock. So it hasn't returned the same horse. Can't have it. Arapaho. Um, well, Chris, you can take your laptop to the bathroom if you want. Show us what you're working with. Um, <laughs> but Arapaho is the next one. It's 71 bucks in from 100. Rachel King's riding for Bjorn. This horse seems to have been up forever. Um, loved wet tracks, but I think it was the Metrop was finished behind Stockman. Yeah, I don't know. This horse seems like I've, I feel like I haven't seen this horse have a break. So, anything? Giving it anything, King? I'd love to be at the after party if this thing wins because it's Bjorn Baker's <laughs> horse. But that's pretty much all I got for it. I mean, I'd love to see the connections win on this. Barry 19, not suitable. Uh, it does have it, have heavy track form, but I think it's going to be run off its legs. Um, it's outclassed big time, I think. All right. Uh, anything to add, boys, on that one? Yeah, it'll be a huge step up. Uh, Emissary. Emissary is going around. Obviously, the Geelong Cup winner out to $34 was 21. Michael Moroni is the trainer. Um, look, he was pretty good in the Geelong Cup, uh, but I don't know. I don't think he'll – it's probably not one of mine. Love it to win. Love to go Geelong Cup, Melbourne Cup win, but it's a tricky horse to get a proper read on. Chris? No, I would need it dry. I would need to be a real firm deck. Other than, other, like, if it doesn't get that, which doesn't look like it's going to, it's just got no chance. Well, he's never never done anything 2,500-plus. Tommy King got anything for Emissary? If it was on the synth, though, I'd give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Chris loves the synth though. He knows. Rylov, Rylov, what a win. Um, Luna Flair, there's been a fair bit of chat about this horse, to be honest. It's out to 21 bucks. Um, ignore that. But Mickey D is aboard. Obviously, he's flying. He's riding with confidence. It's 21 bucks. Uh, his form's right there. Um, won the Bart Cummings, two back, placing in the Mooney Valley Cup. Uh, I think she's only run once, 2,500 metres plus, and who knows? Don't know, don't know if she can do it, but there's a few things that tick boxes there, Chris. Yeah, there's a few little boxes that it is ticking, but I think I would need maybe double its current quote for me to be interested. Tommy, anything for Luna Flair? Yeah, I think I was lucky to win the Bart Cummins. It was only because Francesco literally fell over that it did win. Yeah, I'd probably... As Chris said, you want a bit of a better price. But um, come second to Francesco in the Mooney Valley um, Cup last start as well. So it, the, the last couple of runs have been consistent, but I think it's a bit bit of a step up uh, into this race. Kelly, giving it any love? Uh, I'm pretty much with the boys here. I think Francesco Gardi next year, I think we watch for it. And I think it has run really, really, really well this prep in the uh, staying distance. But... I think it's going to be outclassed, albeit uh, the weight, 51 and a half is juicy, but not for me this year with the price. Smoking Romans. Uh, Jamie Carr gets the ride for Kieran Ma and David Eustace. Uh, went around as a favourite in the Caulfield Cup. I guess maybe a touch unlucky. Um, she probably missed the boat a little bit at the start. Look, I don't know. I might go to the Smoking Kohai to kick things off with Smoking Romans. Are you giving it any shot, mates? Into $18 now. 
I don't know what to do with this horse, guys. I genuinely don't. Like, I, it runs well over the 2,000, uh, 2,400. Like, that Caulfield Cup, it was running – it was favourite, I'm pretty sure it was anyway, but uh, slightly disappointing. I think it had every chance to come out of that pocket and then win. I, I genuinely don't know what to do with this horse. It's got runs on the soft and the heavy, so it loves to give off – give out of the ground. Barra 16 is a bit of a query, but uh, yeah, I mean, half a chance, I think, to be in the minors. I wouldn't put it any past that. Boy, he's giving me a chance. He's, um seems to handle all services, has won three races, 2,500 metres plus in your numbers, Chris. No, not in mine. I look, got a good racing pattern and just needs that slow tempo, which it's not going to get. I'm not convinced can run out a really strong two mile. Um, Tommy? Gets in low weight. Jamie Carr on. It's, yeah, you, you just really wonder at the 3,200. But, um, look, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it won. I just think it keeps stepping up with a bit more experience. Um, you never know. Charlie Rose going around at hundreds. Uh, won the Geelong Cup last year. Went around in the Cup um, last year as well. I think it finished 10th or something. But are we moving on? Anything you want to add, boys? No, I'm. This is my roughie. I'm, I'm. I'm holding a ticket currently at 151 to one. Went nuts through the line in the Caulfield Cup. Just didn't get the distance last year. I reckon they've ironed that out, and I reckon he's a real smoky. I, I agree with you. It was probably. A, it was unlucky not to finish closer in the Caulfield Cup. Boys, giving Charlie Rose the roughie a chance. It's fit, but at the same time, I. It's lost behind a misery. Came 13th in the Caulfield Cup. I um, mean, yeah, albeit it came through the line really nicely, but at the same time, I just don't see it figuring. Point in opinion, 61 bucks. was 100s, and it is the one of the Lloyd Williams horses, and he's won it seven times. I don't have a hell of a lot to talk about with this horse. It's run, had two starts this prep, hasn't done a lot. Chris, point in opinion, red pen? No, you've got to respect the stable, as we said with one of the early ones. Oh, I think... He looks like he'll get the distance. I just think he's probably a year too early. I think we might have to look out for this guy next year. Boys, in your numbers at all? Who is Wayne Lorden? <laughs> he's getting the start. He's getting the start. That's all I need to hear. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't think he's up to the class. It's too tough for it this this year, at least. Yeah, listen to Chris. All right. You, you can't trust a Wayne, can you, Tommy? Never been on a heavy. Uh, two ends on the soft. Um, got in through the Andrew Ramsden. It's um, look interesting, but yeah, no, I just watch it. High emotions going around. Theo Nugent riding for Kieran Murray and David Eustace. It's forty-one bucks. Uh, she's pretty good on wet ground. I actually got a message from Darren Orr today, randomly saying, after studying the cup field, I think high emotion is a really good chance on a heavy track, mate. He's also given a little push for Realm of Flowers. So when Daz tips these and then doesn't back them, they will normally salute. So uh, she was given a really good ride in the Bendigo, Bendigo Cup, but yeah, who knows? Uh, high emotion, 41 bucks, 11 bucks a place. You entertaining it, Chris? Nah, look, I've seen crazy things happen, but no, I, you just, you've got to draw a line somewhere and I couldn't include high emotion. Uh Going anything for high emotion? I mean, it's beat uh, like 
three starts back, it beat Bowen Declare, if that's anything. But uh, I just don't see it happening, to be absolutely honest. I couldn't tell you the last time, if ever, a Bendigo Cup winner went on to win a Melbourne Cup, so it won't be for mine. Tom, anything? He's one of my favourite lightweight jockeys, T.O. Newton. He's Group 1 winner. He, um, he he lives for it, but I, I think you'll need more than that to get him home by emotion. Uh, interpretation, interpretation going around across your board for another Kieran Murray and David Eustace runner. Fuck, they've got a few. It's going around at 50s. Um, he was beaten pretty convincingly in the Geelong Cup last start, pulling up lame and high emotion even had his measure. Um, not one of mine. Interpretation, Chris. Yeah, look, I was really carrying him in the Geelong Cup and they stupidly chose to go back and not leave. Uh, the yeah. blinkers go on here. And, and you said Adam, Adam was lame. Blinkers go back on. They'll sit more forward. I'm not a big Craig Newitt fan yeah. at all. But I think I respect this horse and I'm including in my exotics. Boys, anything for interpretation? I mean, Froggy knew it. Good luck to him. Uh, I think the Bart Cummings is actually a really good form line for this year's Cup. But saying that, uh, I have queries going into the Geelong Cup lame and everything else in between, so not for mine. Nothing, Tom? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go to the last of the field and... Look, this is something hard for me to get a get a read on. It's 15 bucks into 11, so it's one of the favourites to going into the race. Realm of Flowers, Thornton's aboard for Anthony and Sam. Um, she was scratched from the Archer on Derby Day, so I guess they, they're not worried about being fit for the race, so obviously didn't need the tick over in, a, in the legs. I don't know. I, I sort of like the horse, but I also look back and don't really see anything screaming out at me. Chris, is Realm of Flowers one of yours? Now, look, tough mare, but would really have to step up for me. And I just can't work out this price. Yeah, like, why is it 11? Yeah, so just it's a, it's a solid no just because of the price for me. What about you boys, Tommy? Um, I, don't, I don't, don't mind it, actually. It um, should have been in the Melbourne Cup last year after winning there, Andrew Ramston. And I think it, it got scratched the week off or there was something there. And soft and heavy track... Um, doesn't worry it too much. Um, it definitely stays. It definitely stays. It, it doesn't want the wet. I, I, I can see it top half of the field for sure. And um, yeah, outside chance. Coey, kind of eleven bucks. I can't justify that. Genuinely can't. Can't entertain it. Not even a place bet. I just think it, it comes out of the metrop on a heavy deck quite nicely. It was only nosed out, so to speak. So, I mean. I have to respect it, but I would have liked it last year when it, yeah, like Tommy touched on, um, Andrew Ram, Ramsden win. I'm sure it brained them. It actually just flew and just claimed them by a length or two on the line, if I recall. Yeah, this year, I know it's rock bottom weight, barrier five, but it's a it's a back marker as it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd give it a half a chance, but maybe the third or fourth position but outside of that not so much all right lads that's where we wrap the melbourne cup so this is where i want you to put something on top you can even pick five or six as a trifecta or whatever you want to do i'm going to go first i'm iffy on Doville legend i'm not really like 
I'm just iffy on picking up a favourite. I don't really want to put something at 350. Does it win? Probably. Don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to put a few together. Doville Legends in there. Montefilia is something I really like. Um, I just think it might be setting up really good for it. Smoking Romans, I've been surprised every run, so wouldn't be surprised there. Knight's Order is going in. Vow and Declare, because I just think this would just be hilarious if it wins, and it might have just been <laughs> absolute... Little like sneaky run, like you boys said in its last start with Durston. And obviously my ruffie going in there is Kimura uh, at 50s. So I think I've got five there. Uh, Chris, who are you having on top? Give me top five or so. Yeah, look, I've narrowed it down to six. Six is at good. The moment, at the moment, I've got Val Declare on top uh, from Knight's Order. The thing about who your male is, why is it whatever price it is, and Doville Legend is $3.50 as they've got similar form. So I've got Who Your Mail as third. And then I'm including without a fight uh, Charlie Rose, who I mentioned at 150 to one. And I'm also including interpretation. So there's my six. I'll work out how I'm going to play it. But yeah, so the top one at the moment is bound to clear. All right, Goey, you get six. I'm kind of in the same camp as Chris. Uh, I haven't secured anything as a lock first place, but Val and Declare is really high up on the list. Um, I think it's a top three chance, genuinely. So Val and Declare in there. Knight's order, I think he will... I know it's barrier 24, but it will try and cross and probably set the tempo, which I like. Uh, take luck out of the equation. I like Montefilia. I like Doville Legend, albeit on the unders quote. Uh, who your mouth? Another gay and Adrian horse. I think it's got the right four lines to fit the bill. And without a fight to fill, what was it, five or six horses I just mentioned? All right. I feel like Tommy's going to have a few other ones that we haven't mentioned yet. What do you reckon, Tommy? I'm with a gay and Adrian Quinella to win. I like the Amal on top. And I think uh, Knight's Order is a good roughie. Uh, leading in the way as well. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm with the Tolik Lodge pair to Quinella, the big race, to fill out the first four. I've got, I've got to say Dias and uh, uh, Dewis and Montefilia, Stockman as well, as I've mentioned. And then I'll probably just chuck the favourite in as well or maybe even Realm of Flowers, depending on how wet we get, I reckon. Who you mail have already backed. All right, that's the cup. Uh, been going for a while. Is there anything you've done, you've found, Chris, example, at uh, Flemington you want to mention for people to jump on or anything at Randwick? Uh, yeah, look, I'm still finishing off Flemington, but I will provide some selections up on the Gives Us All Facebook page if you would like them. One I have circled is the Garden, which is number seven in race <laughs> eight after the Cup. We've done so that one, there's yeah. So there's one for you. One question I wanted to ask you, blokes, just quickly is, what price would Hitotsu be if it was fit and running in this Melbourne Cup? And can I get a price for next year's Melbourne Cup right now? I think if it was running, Chris, I genuinely think that it would probably be right around that kind of... I think I think Doville Legend will still be outright favourite, but I think it will be figuring in the single-figure quotes for the locals. I think it'll be about the $8, $8 maybe $7 price. I think it would probably all in all, push Doville Legend a little bit further out, I think. So you'll probably get a better starting price if it was running. So I'd say Doville Legend about five, and I'd probably mark Hitotsu about the eight or nine. 
we'll hold you that, Chris, putting up tips. I want to see a little article that you talked about, which was in similar company to Kohai's, well written. I didn't say it was in similar company to Kohai's. <laughs> um, have you got any, is there any anything you want to mention at Ramwick? I mean, sorry, at Flemington. Otherwise, I've got a couple at Ramwick. All right. Uh, Ramwick, just quickly before we talk about the big dance, which is one of the greats, um, I've backed Loving Scylla in race one, Dragonstone seven, and I've taken a roughie in the last. Way till race 10, Mar and Par at 12. Uh, Tommy, anything at Ramwick? Do you want to mention the big dance? Uh, I'll just go back to Flemington first. Yep. Um, I'm going to go against Chris for next year's Melbourne Cup because I think White Marlin's going to win the Macca's run and next year's Melbourne Cup. I think, uh, again, another guy in Adrian Steyer, but this White horse Marlin? looks really good and I want to be with it. Yeah. White Marlin? Uh, White Marlin. Yep. Nice. And then um, actually at Ranwick, there there were a couple of ones. I actually think it's a really good mating uh, to find a couple of winners. I think the Bopper Fresh in race three looks... Yep. Looks a good chance uh, against Mar and Pa in that last race. Um, if Norwegian Bliss does run with Dylan Gibbons on, I want to be with it. And then something in the big dance. I think Casino Kid, Bucko aboard, I think can win the big dance. Big dance, yeah. Casino Kid, 12 bucks. I've got a price at quality time, a pretty good price. So around on the weekend and... Still nommed here, and it gets pike aboard, so it's literally just falling down the river scale for me. Surf Dancer might be a good chance there as well. Uh, Kelly, Sabark's been backed pretty well yeah, as well. We I just saw Sabark. that into seven dollars. Annabelle's horse, Kelly, anything at Randwick? I've got all my selections in front of me. It's, it's only a rough gauge at the moment, but I can go race, race by race. I can go. Pretty much marked two horses for each race. I'll just need to dissect a little bit more. But uh, race one, I've got Carmazone, who's carrying top weight, albeit in a uh, weak company, with Nautical Miss, which will be really fitting with Gwen DeMarkle's passing earlier this week. Uh, I think they're really good chances. Salir and Miss Kirribilli in the second. The Bopper, as Tommy's mentioned, with Invincible Kiss in the third. Saturn Stars, pretty much got an asterisk next to it for me. Uh, I think that's a special, but with a little bit of a roughie on Hoover Lucy with Frankie Dettori oh. to maybe take take a, take a his first honours at uh, Randwick. I got in the big dance, I got Surf Dancer and Sabark. I think they draw well and I think they will. I think the uh, the front runners there look really likely. There's not too much pace involved. In the little dance, two big Fari and point counterpoint. Uh, race seven, Dragonstone and Clemenceau. Uh, race eight, far too easy. And as a roughie, another one. I think that's a ridiculous price for another one at 11s. I think I last saw. Yeah. Uh, race nine, Bullfinch and Tamerlane. And race 10, Norwegian Bliss and Liberty Sun. All right. Well, final. Hopefully, we can get a couple of crackers here. And I want to see a lot of people's uh, little trifectas, first fours. If you're doing mysteries and stuff, they're always crackers as well. You kind of have to do a couple of those for. Um, the Melbourne Cup, my auntie actually, she's notorious for this. She won something like 10 grand on a mystery a couple of years ago on the Cup. And then two or three weeks ago, I think I sent you guys a message, spent two bucks on that Melbourne trifecta and got five grand or something from $2, which is just fucking sickening. All from mysteries. You How know? good that? Yeah, just as like, I think she has five or six $2 bets. She spends $12 every Saturday. And when you jag something like five grand, you're paying for it until you probably kick the bucket all right boys that was pretty in-depth 
Walker, thank you for joining us. We've got we've gone through those, and then look, we do it all again on Thursday. We fucking we go to the Oaks, and then we go into Saturday again. But um, best of luck for Cup Day, boys. I assume are you, are you guys going to the track or anything? Pub, pub, pub. Chris, the track. See what time I finish work. Okay, half yard. All right, thank you, boys. Head to bed. It's getting Cheers, late now. Fellas. Good stuff. Enjoy the Good week. Shit. Cheers, there, boys.